tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Welcome. Thank you. And welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to bang. You're on fire today. Join me as always, my good friend, Xavier Guerrero and Jay Nice. Johnny Woodard, how are you guys? Rocking. Oh. Great pod today. Ooh. Great pod today. You want it, you got it. Owen Benjamin, he's here. Uh, you know, we just scream at each other in agreement. Uh, <laughs> there are things that we don't agree on, but that's okay. Yeah, you kept saying that, but I didn't hear much. Uh you know, uh, uh, Joe Rogan has changed my life, and I'm very sensitive to criticism of him because without him, I, I'd probably be dead. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple shots he took at my boy, Burt Kreischer. Not my thing, but okay. outside of that. Outside of that. You know, that's He agrees it. to the Whitney Cummings thing. Yeah, I mean, we all do. <laughs> and I guess- Even though I would have Whitney on to talk. I would love for her to come on and have a conversation. Oh. Uh, but you guys got on bet. Entryman, and uh, it's a great conversation, a lot of fun, and he seems like he's in a great space, and I'm happy for him. So I hope you guys will enjoy Liter- it. Literally and spiritually in a great space. Yeah, literally his- and figuratively, when you say yeah, that? Yeah, I, I, or spiritually. Well, you can say it in a bunch of ways, but I meant like spiritually. Like I think he's like... Mentally too, yeah. Because if you look at the place, his setting, he's actually he's got a giant bear's head behind him, yeah. which I thought was gnarly. That's yeah. cool, man. Yeah. Awesome. He's a man of the uh, the land. He's a man of the land. Man yeah. of the land, dog. Yeah. And uh, hope you guys enjoy it. And I do get why everyone says you guys should talk. You guys uh, will get along. We got along, man. And I thoroughly enjoy. It. I'm glad, and he's always welcome back. Oh, yeah, you so. finally stopped concern trolling him, and now he can come back. I guess that's something. <laughs> I, you know, here's the thing: if you if you're looking for, uh, I, my whole thing is like with this interview is like the past is the past. Let's move on, and uh, let's just have a great conversation. Seems like a cool dude to me. That's the first time I ever talked to him, but I I just I was like excited to hear where he is because there's a lot of the stuff that he he's doing right now that I really think about doing now that I have children. I mean, he's way past what you would be doing. Yeah, I mean, he's I get, way. Yeah, he's I gotta more, give it to. You. He's committed, yeah, man. I don't know if I could milk every day. Smart dude. <laughs> Smart dude. I don't know if I could milk every day. Yeah. But raw, hey. he's doing raw milk too, which the government you know doesn't want you to do. So. Yeah, which sounds like it's exactly what you should be doing. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I'm very happy for him, and I, it was a great interview, and I I know you guys are enjoy and gonna enjoy it. Real quick, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, I love you all. Uh, thank you very much. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Daddy needs to do a lot more work. I got I got so many new jokes that's almost too much. You're everywhere, huh? That I, I, because I'm not going on stage in L.A. I don't like L.A. crowds. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this, so I got to figure out where I can go up and where I can work on new material. 
That's kind of what I want to do. So, but I'm telling you, I love you. Uh, the Dojo Comedy Sites Tiffs is always a pleasure. And, uh, you know, I had a great time in Pennsylvania. Soul Joel's is great. They're about to move back in. Once they go there, I'm going to be back. I appreciate Joel for having me out. He's a wonderful guy. Thank you, guys. If you are in the area, you should go check out Soul Joel's. It was a great time. And I love you all very much. Uh, the Big 500 is upon us. And I'm very excited about it. Uh, we're putting together the show, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. Uh, I think it's going to be a little combination of uh, just remembering the past. Swarmies. So a little bit of swarmies. I think they want us to just all kind of talk about. I don't know what you like. Swarmies. Swarmies could be a good structure for kind of thinking of things to talk about. Yes. Past, so, yeah. But I would also like to know, and this is kind of crazy, tweet us at Fat Dragon Pro. Uh, XG Mark Spot, Johnny Woodard. Uh, tweet us about what you would love to see in the 500. Eddie Bravo will be there. I'm going to hit up Off the Grid Ryan, see if he's going to show up. He said he would. Now, were you somewhere with him? Uh, on I saw you on Instagram that that post. Was that yeah, throwback? he. Uh, you know, I, I like to hire him to do some work on the uh, in the Valley House. So, uh, because so you, you know, guys, are, so you, you saw him recently, then? Okay, yeah, I'd say good. a couple weeks ago. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, I would love to, you know, I'd love to have have him come up. I'd love to figure out some way to get Aaron involved. Uh, whether a, it's a, a Ron, w whether it's a uh, video, quick video thing. A A Ron. I talked to him this week. I'd love to get him on. How's his kid? They're great. Uh, yeah, I, I, according to him. Uh, but according <laughs> he may, he may be lying. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's going. He's stoked for that baseball game. He's going to the game Wednesday. Oh yeah, because uh, he's a Cardinals yeah, fan. Big, big game. Big big games in uh, this whole week. Anyways, so go to samtriplee.com. Grab your tickets now because yes, yes, we're yes. already past the official first sellout, and we've added extra tickets. So grab them because when those tickets are gone, they're gone. So uh, join us. And then I just added uh, Miami. I will be at the Improv, Miami uh, 21st through the 23rd. I'm very excited about going back to Miami. It's That's one your of my favorite fa state. It, 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 or every city, time you come back. City. Yeah, city. Every time you come back, you're just I smiling from grit. I told, because I, I was, you know, I, I was in New York City. Yeah, I was yeah. telling him about, <laughs> dude, you should go to New York City, dude, and just hang out in this one area. It is smoke shows everywhere. Where were you? What part town? Yeah. Uh, East Village. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, it's smoke uh, show. I mean, uh, Johnny Classics yeah. all over. Yeah, the but place. that's what I was gonna say. It's it's more my it's, type yeah, of lady than yours. Yeah, well, I like hot chicks, so any hot chick is my type. Yeah, but I like them. Look like maybe they just came from like a, 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 a weird sort of indie concert. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, you'll love. Sound that. like it, some straight from a hip hop club. No, well, I do like that too. <laughs> but I do like like Instagram our models. version yeah. of like. Sex in the city dress, like oh, you yeah. know, like yeah, a little yeah, yeah, yeah. cultural, uh, yeah. more uh, women that wouldn't talk to us, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> creeping. Like, why is this guy looking yeah, at me? Exactly. Like that kind of look. That that. But then I love Miami because it is more like Booty. fucking ethnic. You know, Miami's full of all the chicks you see in those fucking gorilla pornos, right? <laughs> Where it's like some dude on his phone is filming it, and I like them both. Classy uh, upper class and hoodie fucking l lower class. As long as it's sexy, I'm all into that. So come join me. I got my good friend. Um, I got my good friend, uh, Howie Dewey, joining me. And then, you know, Salt Lake City and uh, uh, fucking Idaho. Boise, I'm coming. Now, listen, man. I, my favorite thing, and by favorite, I mean my least favorite thing, okay, is when someone goes, oh, 
You were in town? Yeah, I was in town. I was in town. You know what that tells me? You don't listen to the intros because you just fast forward. This is fun too. Hang out, enjoy us, okay? Uh, I am constantly banging out tons and tons of content for you guys. And a lot of it is going on a little website called Rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N.com. And you can get all my premium content there. All of it's there, okay? Tim, Tim Fall Hat Premium, which is now called, boom, Only Conspiracies. Only Conspiracies and Tuesday, woo, days are available there. Uh, Brian Callen, Conspiracy Social Club is killing it on, on Rockfin. Uh, my favorite show outside of this show is called Zero. It's my spiritual podcast. That's available there. New episodes twice a week. Six episodes a week go on there. Then we got Xavier Guerrero's We Don't Smoke the Same and Broken Sim all there. Yeah, go check it out because you can't get it on YouTube because they took it down. <laughs> Fucking douchebags. Can you believe that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I can't believe it. It's just like yeah. the most innocent shit. Yeah, and it's literally like, just saying something that happened to us. It's like... That's all. The truth is misinformation now. Yeah. And, 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 I, and by the way, if you if you thought if you were the, I'll give you a pass. Well, tell them what you're the, you guys. If tell you're the ignoramus who yeah. thinks that we got paid to talk about something, yeah, 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 and it just got yanked off of YouTube, you're wrong. And, and, and now we have. And to my biggest thing is this: it's just like stop telling me it's a private company, and that they can make these because they're not. They took fucking CIA, yeah, CIA yeah. seed money, yeah. and on top of that, man. Isn't Google traded? Isn't it publicly, publicly traded? traded yeah. Okay. So then on top of that, it's like, all I'm saying is like, listen, dude, if you have a policy that says, hey, man, uh, you have to have a shirt on for service, right? And then you, you allow a bunch of people to come in with no shirts on, and then you just pick one person out. And you're like, oh, you got to get out. Yeah, but we had shirts on. That's the problem. Yeah. We weren't even without but shirts. But my point is like, it's like, all I'm saying is if the, make a rule. So like, I know what the rule is. Yeah. And then if every, anybody breaks it, you fucking punish them. You're, you're just making separate rules for me, man. And I, you know, it's like, I, I like, listen, a lot of you guys give me shit because you don't think I'm being shadow banned. Okay, that's fine. Explain this to me. Explain to me why there's channels on Instagram, just pages dedicated to camel toe, and I put one picture of Hillary Clinton's camel toe, and it gets taken down. I mean, it's like rules. It's like rules for thee, not for me. That's all I'm saying. Tell me what the rule is that we all gotta follow, and I'll follow it if I choose to participate on your fucking website. You can't be the fucking mainstream of business and then be making up rules as you go. That's all I'm saying. It's not YouTube. It's our tube. It's their tube now. It's not YouTube. It used to be <laughs> a YouTube. Used to used to be able to put whatever you it's, wanted. It's just propaganda tube. Yeah. That's what it really is. Like, you are... Dude, there's so many doctors coming out with verifiable facts and studies that YouTube is basically telling you it's misinformation. Well, why do you think the internet, uh, Instagram's down right now on Facebook? It finally came back, man. Oh, it finally it came is back? back? It just came, Instagram oh, just came back. All those internet thoughts must be so exciting. They lost so much money. I mean, like, imagine all that's gone. You're like... How oh my you, God, my who's going to see me clap my butt cheeks? How many you think committed suicide in that time? <laughs> we will soon find <laughs> out. Um, so go check out Rockfin. $10, you get everybody's stuff. We're talking six episodes a week. If you had a broken sim, that's seven episodes a week yes. of premium content. Okay? 
And you're like, well, how do I know it's good content? Well, there are shows that you can listen to free versions of it from the vault, okay? Conspiracy Social Club. Just put in Conspiracy Social Club. You'll find old episodes of me lighting up Brian Callen. And I finally figured out how to rip the videos, and I'm going to start putting out zeros. I already uploaded the first one, and I just got to figure out how LinkedIn, I put an episode of LinkedIn onto all these other, uh, onto LinkedIn. Apple. And, I mean, not like Libsyn. Oh, and, oh, don't, and don't forget, every other two weeks or once a month, you get GOAT. Yeah, yeah. GOAT too. Yeah, we just did once one every four months, ago. you get some GOAT. Yeah. You Greatest know? of all time, we call it. Greatest of all time. So... That is it, man. Those are those are the things. T-shirts are great, man. Uh, only only fans. Yeah. Uh, only conspiracies is great, and I have two more coming out this month that you're gonna love. So just know more T-shirts coming, guys. If you're going to buy, oh yeah. Are we Real gonna quick. have a special shirt at the 500? Yeah, we okay. might have two. Okay. I'm debating on it. Right cash, now. cash, people. Cash. Cash, cash. So, uh. Real quick, uh, I have a bunch of free shows. Uh, let me finish the t-shirt. Always put tinfoilhattshirts.com. Don't don't just put it in search because all these Chinese motherfuckers are coming That's unbelievable. Up. That's so funny. They did with cash daddies. <laughs> they did with cash daddies. Okay? Tinfoilhattshirts.com. All of them there. You'll see a graphic villain on the side. That is the yeah. website because you guys Look always ask us for that. graphic villain. Yes. Okay. That's where you grab all of the uh, t-shirts. And then finally, I you know a lot of you guys give me shit, but I have a lot of free content. Uh, we have Broken Sim. Yeah. Okay, that's a that's that's basically our show where I do yeah. just comedy. Okay. YouTube's coming for us. Uh, Punch Drunk Sports. Conspiracy Social Club, uh, and I also have um, Zero is coming out. We don't smoke the same yep. as free. You know, I mean, like, you can find a bunch of free content if you want to get more from what we have. So uh, anything else, guys? No, no. This is a good episode, though. I'm, I'm stoked about this. It's a good episode. How long does it go? Basically an hour and Hour now. 20, something like that? Hour 20. Yeah. Enjoy the show, guys. It's a great one. Yeah, I enjoy Own Bench. Go deep, homeboy. All right, let's get into it. You guys have wanted this show for a while, so we, you know, we do the shows that the people want. Uh, I'm very excited to have this next guest on. Uh, it's been a long time to making, so please welcome to Tim Fall Hat, Owen Benjamin. How are you, Owen? Good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to have you on. I'm very excited to finally do this talk. It is. You know, like I've been thinking a lot about this episode and like how we're going to do it. Like, are we going to talk about the past? Are we going to talk about the future? And I'm like really open to everything, but I kind of just want to kind of just connect again and, you know, and, and talk because uh, shit got crazy. You know, and the truth is, Owen, in the end of the day, you were right about a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, and I think it's important that people understand that. Yeah, and I didn't hold any grudges. I mean, again, like not to be a dick, but I, I was right. But that being said, <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as soon as you like texted me and was like, hey, man, it's trip," I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, we cool? I'm like, yeah, now we are. Like, I really don't hold grudges as long as people are just like, because like when I just uh, – zoomed in with you guys it just felt like it was 10 years ago and you're the same it just felt like fine and you i know, think that 
a lot more people need to do that, especially in these coming times with uh, so much change, so much illusion, so much, uh, you know, so much mind warping that when a buddy that you have an issue with or a problem with reaches out, accept it because, you know, we're in this together. It's not like you were ever actually my enemy. You, you annoyed. It was annoying how I was like, don't you see that that will lead to this? That'll lead to this. Like, right. what do you, you know? But you're, I, I mean, I, I, I would always tell people even back in the day, I was like, he's, he's the least, I was like, Tripoli is definitely the one I would say is not evil. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. All right, everybody, I want to tell you about our good friends at CBD Line. That's right, CBD Line, one of our oldest sponsors on the show. Longest running sponsors on the show, and we love them very much. You know, these stressful times. You need tools in your tool belts, and no one can help you more than CBD Line. I mean, they got everything. They got vapes. They got got gummy. Like, they got those new gummies. The lemon like. ones? Come on, nothing is better than lemon. Dude, nothing's better than lemon lemon gummies, okay? They, they also have the uh, new melatonin slumberberry variety pack, which I've heard is pretty cool. A variety pack, man! And that's what we're talking about, dude. They are the best of the best. I love them very much. They always come to my live shows and support. And here's what's really great, okay? They, they have everything you need, man. They're All their products are third-party tested, all right? They even have a quick little survey, quick quiz you take. They'll help you with deciding which product is best they got everything man they got everything pre-rolls pre-rolls of hemp flour they got new strains of hemp flour they got uh, lemon gummies variety pack gummies melatonin gummies all this fun games cbd does it beat that i don't think so i love them every time they come to my shows i hug them i hug them i try to kiss them they're like no it's not not like that bro (laughs) And if you like that and you want to help out the show and you want to help our sponsors, just go to cbdline.com and enter the promo code TINFOIL, okay, to get 20% off. That's cbdlinelikeTheAnimal.com, coupon code TINFOIL. Check them out. We won over 2,000 positive reviews. This stuff works. Give them a try one more time. Just go to cbdline, enter the coupon code TINFOIL to get 20% off. There was a lot of emotions involved, though, and, you know, I mean, let's, the truth of the matter is you had kind of, like, went down this path, you know, and there was a lot of uh, scorching the earth going on, and hindsight, you are right about a lot of it, but at the time, there was, you know, some, uh, you know, everyone wasn't open to what you were talking about that We've seen a lot of it, you know, and that that bit where, you know, the I'm in the opening of your thing. There was people calling me, texting me, asking me to uh, talk to you. And I'd called you a bunch of times and you didn't answer the phone. So that was the only way I felt that I could do it. And it was I, I mean, as crazy as it was, it was out of love. And, you know. Everyone can say whatever they want about it. I, I'm not. I like the the thing about Tim Fall Hat is, and I'm sure you're a lot like this. I like having conversations with people. I at the time we might have disagreed on stuff. We probably did. We probably agree on a lot more right now. But then there was a couple things we disagreed on, and I would like to have those conversations. That I I don't run from those conversations. I run to those conversations, and sometimes they blow up in my face. But I'm willing to take that risk to like. Find out maybe not so much what we don't agree on and 
and this is kind of what I'm hoping with this conversation will be, is more about what we do agree on. Yeah, the and, the concept, and the concept that everyone's got to agree on everything is is new and insane. It's like I tell people, I'm like, dude, I don't agree with myself from three months ago on some stuff. <laughs> I'm like, the concept that, that people have to agree on everything is this Borg AI nonsense that I think started literally in like 2014. Like, I don't even remember a time before that when that was even on the table where it's like, we have to agree on everything to be friends. And, and here's another thing that people have to understand or they don't, I mean, it's whatever, but like that time when you were probably trying to call me, I was literally at CAA getting kicked out of all kinds of stuff because of like my stance on trans kids and all this stuff. And I had this really big audience. So I was very threatening to uh, the powers that be in that stance. So I was getting all kinds of psychological operations thrown at me by, by like, you know, people calling me threatening to kill me, you know, people like the, the swarming on internet and all that. So I would just shut off my phone. I would become, I would ghost everybody because I'm like, I literally can't see that phone ring again and, and wonder who's on the other end. So I literally let my, my voicemail fill up. I stopped uh, responding to people because I, I couldn't really explain myself properly because we we're in just different worlds. I was already out of L.A. because I had had a kid and I was congratulating you before the stream. But finding out you had kids made me really happy because I think it really does change your entire perspective on life. But um, the, the way that the world is structured right now, it's to have people living completely different experiences and then trying to judge each other, not knowing the input. I was going to do a sketch where a guy's walking down the street and a guy pops out of nowhere. It's like, you're a racist. And someone else is like, you hate women. And, so, and he's like responding. And then someone's like, I'm in your bushes. I'm going to kill your family. You know? And it's like, I have a gun. And from across the street, they're all invisible. So it's just a guy like looking insane. And that's the internet. Uh, so much of the stimulus you get on the internet, no one else even sees. So if I'm like, yelling at a live cam, like, bring it, you know, I'm here. It's cause I just had like 50 calls of like people being like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to, you know? And so I'm reacting to stimulus that other people didn't see. And I think that's a major control um, factor right now, whether it's any kind of demographic situation or uh, people responding to the insane curriculum for kids at school. Like parents have a whole different view on LGBT stuff than people that aren't parents because a lot of people that aren't parents have no idea that six-year-olds are being taught about like anal sex. And if you're a parent, that's like nuts and it makes you resent the movement. 100%. But then if you're just like a guy rollerblading on Melrose Avenue, you're like, what's up with the hate bro? You know, I totally like, agree. 100%. We're not having the same experience. Yeah, totally. And you know, what, Owen, based on like the energy I feel right now, and this is, can be applied to me as well. It's like, I always say this, like conspiracy in my life has led to, uh, to spirituality. And when you, and I see this happen all the time when people get into conspiracies, you know, there's a more of like, we got to save the world attack, attack, attack. And then at some point you realize either you just keep digging deeper into, okay, this is a lie, then this is a lie, and this is a lie, then this is a lie. And eventually you find yourself into a place of spirituality and where you're like, 
okay, I can't save the world. It's such a big fucking thing. I can't save the world. The thing I can do is save myself. So I feel based on energy I get from this interview that that's kind of where you've gotten to. And that, and you brought it up earlier. And I, again, I apply this to myself. When, when you look at how maybe we handled stuff way back in the day versus how we are today, it's two totally different things. And for me, it's like, I, I, I did it once recently on a bank lead post and I regretted it instantly, but I no longer try to debate people on anything Good. political or conspiracy it's it doesn't do any good i drop nuggets here and there that if people want to pick them up and look at them then they see another crumb and then they can see another crumb but i'll never gonna tell them to grab the crumb i'm never gonna do it and you know Good, long time ago i think both of us had a fucking like hey man this is you know a, a more of a scorching earth type uh, attitude towards it and things were said. I mean, like, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I like my phone doesn't ring a lot right now. It doesn't ring a lot. All the, t all the things I've done for everybody, they could, a million people could tell you, I help them. They're all millionaires and all the shit. And I love them all. And there's certain people like, like I, there's certain people help me when I had kids that I, I, I'd run through a brick wall with them, but there's other people I've done a lot. Phone never rings, doesn't do any of that stuff. And part of that makes me kind of mad and I kind of, not mad, but sad because I think they look at me like I'm, I'm crazy when reality is like, I just care really bad, badly for not just myself, but humanity in particular children. And it could be interpreted fucking weird. And maybe that's the burden I have to carry. I don't know. But it's like, yeah. it's like when you, you hear about it all the time, when you zig, when everyone else is zagging, the zaggers get very weirded out by the ziggers. Okay. <laughs> and we're a bunch of ziggers. Am I right? How dare you say oh, zigger? I'm a, I'm a full on zigger. <laughs> What's up, it, as a zigger, as a zigger, you have to say Z word or else I'm going to kick you off Twitter. <laughs> well, see, this is one thing that I think led to our... One thing that led to, and by the way, you're right on about all that, about the breadcrumbs and everything and about force and about doing it yourself. Like my answer to a lot of this is literally I, I grow my own food and we homeschool our own kids and I'm out of debt. So no more bank, you know, it's not about the banks and the schools. And a lot of that was coming out of uh, my, my feeling like I had to fight my way out of a corner. Like I sued Patreon for like 18 months. It was exhausting. It was fun in a way, but. Then I was like, wait a minute, I can just build my own website. And then as we're doing that, we're just building our own stuff. And that's when I shifted from, um, from like a hill to grow on, like forget about a hill to die on. And that happens when, when you get the trauma of truth where it's like, oh my God, there's no, you know, we didn't go to the moon or whatever it is. There's a million of them. You want, you want to tell everybody and your energy is almost like a little scared. I was a little scared, like not being able to rely on institutions. I thought I could rely on. And then like, it, it, it just, you're not helping anything. And then it gets to a point where you're like, now what? And that's why I sent you that documentary, the building Bertaria. Cause it's like <laughs> a lot of us are at that point where we're like, yeah, we can either just keep talking about what the Rothschilds are up to, or we can actually <laughs> like build something beautiful because with our, it, it's actually really beneficial to be a truther, to have this skill set of analyzing and seeing through uh, deception and understanding how many traps there are in this world. 
if you know all that, then you can just go do really good stuff and not fall for a lot of the problems. And, you know, when you have truth resonating between people, a trust is built. And as far as like my um, vocabulary went, when you had that, that thing where you talk, like when I was getting quote unquote canceled and you're like, I don't, I don't, you know, I can't condone that word. One of the reasons I got so mad is because I, well, you texted me and called me the M word and the F word. On a, on a burner yeah, phone, yeah, which I couldn't yeah, even I believe you had that number. <laughs> that's Dana's so like, that's so funny. This yeah, fo- I just got a message <laughs> so on this phone that hasn't worked forever. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> that's the best oh, Edward L, it's Owen. They just <laughs> yelling at me on my burner phone. That's so funny. Yeah, I called you Ar- Armenian pimp. And it's so- but see, my whole point was... Yeah, because I'm like, you're from you're Central New York trash like me, bro. Don't you pretend. But the whole point I was trying to make is if you give up one word, they take all of them. And I, I, I assume that a lot of people saw it. And I don't think a lot of people saw it till like 2018. Because, like, I, I understand. Like, you know me. How often do I ever point at a black guy and be like, oh, look, there's a – like, that's not me at all. And I think that's one reason why people – um, why people uh, felt so surprised that I would use certain words and jokes. And I'm like, what they don't get is if you give up one word, they'll take all of them. And they have. And so that's why like the, the joke I did about bike theft, I still think is really funny, but it's like, if, if a word is an intention, that means an innovation is an intention, whether it's a gun or a car or a word intention requires consciousness. So it's like, just a word doesn't have hate, you know, and I used to do all these things on Twitter where I'd be like, well, if a woman's being raped, can she say this? What if he's half black? What if she's half black? What if, and I'm asking all these questions to show there's no logical, uh, like necrophilia is a more offensive N word. It means banging a dead guy. It's like, <laughs> so it's like, so when you're talking about trauma, that it, it really was completely illogical, but I was banging, I was banging my head against the wall then. And, you know, looking back, I just think it's funny. I don't hold any resentment towards you at all. I assume now that a lot of comics didn't see what was coming. And I think I did see something that others didn't see. Like, I think I saw a wolf way far away. And I was like, guys, we got to start ringing these bells hard or they're going to take the words. And now that you see like, you know, you can't say breastfeeding. You have to say chest feeding because men can breastfeed. Like, the it's madness so ridiculous. Is so, it's so nuts. And if you want to talk actual racism, it would be like the medical agenda being rolled out right now is stati- it's clearly way more eugenic. And I, I don't know if this is on YouTube or not, so I'll avoid certain topics, but um, oh, it's not. Oh, it's not on YouTube? No, we don't put the, we don't put the, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really close to just completely leaving YouTube after this latest strike yeah, we had. They just fucked us. I'm, I'm just like, what are we even doing here? It's like, you set a rule and if ever, and it goes back to what you're talking about here, Owen is like, it's like this rule of political correctness, which is cultural Marxism, you know, and what they're doing with that. And when you understand cultural Marxism, you start seeing it in real time. And it upsets you. Like, am I participating in this cultural Marxism by putting on shows that I follow their rules and they still change the rules on me? So you're totally right. Hold the ground, man. Like, use it as like a way to promo other sites. That's the thing is like quitting, make them do it. But also, you know, if I, everything happens the way it should happen. So I don't regret anything, but 
if I was in that position again, I would, I would have played by YouTube's rules and just done like one, two minute teasers to bring them to yeah. my site and so, use their audience. So oh, I, I back to, because I don't want to cut you off about the, the M word, but <laughs> you know, a great example of what you're talking about. And it's where like, I kind of realized that Dave Chappelle has lost the plot and it, it is the greatest example of just to me, the hypocrisy of political correctness is when he did that, which is probably the first time ever that Dave Chappelle struck out doing stamp, which was that Saturday night live sketch uh, monologue where he got flown in real quick and he had to figure out something. Yeah. And he does a bit about how he was doing stand up in a cornfield and his neighbors were complaining about their kids are all hearing the N word all the time. And his punchline was, is that for me or you and the all white crowd just started cheering like, oh yeah, you're probably saying the N word. Not realizing like, well, if you're mad at him saying the N word, why are you saying the N word as well? <laughs> yeah. And that is the whole point. And I have had bits where I say the N word in that, but you're completely right about the hypocrisy of political correctness. It is like, it is like the Me Too movement, right? It's like, don't sexualize women, but female comics, Every joke is about their pussy. And it's like you're trying to create an idealistic world that isn't in reality. Well, it's actually the opposite. It's like they're they're a comedy. I think it's totally intentional because I've I've dove in pretty hard into how mind control works and all this. But if you want to, I'm not saying to get slaves, but if you want to enslave people, create a victim consciousness. And that's what Dave Chappelle is doing. That's not what I'm doing. So if you want to keep people enslaved mentally, which is what slavery is, it's a choice. And when Kanye West said that, I was like, yes. And everybody freaked out. I'm like, no, it's a choice. So if you are going to view yourself as, you know, a slave still, and like you deserve reparations. And if someone says a word, your whole world breaks down. And by the way, it's not even black people doing this. There's some, but in yeah. general, it's like white Jewish women, like not even Jewish. They're like, it's just like literally it's rich white kids. nonsense it's, it's rich all white nonsense. Kids. So, so if you if you say oh you can't do a joke about like a black guy stealing a bike like i don't know if you know um barricade garage but when he did my stream like that's like a former blood or crip who was in prison who's now like a really funny comic and he fixes cars he was dying he's like he's like man i used to steal every motherfucker's bike he's like shit man that's great <laughs> And then meanwhile, you got some like white woman, you know, after three abortions and a fucking pill addiction being like, oh, how dare you? Oh, how dare you? And I'm like, okay, okay. At that point, we got to rebuild. And that's where I, I got to. That's why I stopped being so, so angry. Cause there was a point where I was kind of angry, but it was because I was like trying to beat on people and institutions. Like if you go down this road, up is down, you know, banks destroy money. Uh, hospitals make you sick. Schools tell you lies. You know, it's like it, you become an inversion of your intended self. Yes. And, and what is so up is really at, down at 1984. Yeah. At this point, I'm literally just like, all right, guys, who wants to start a new, you know, FedEx? I don't know. We're going to have to replace everything. So that's why. And a lot of people are down. A lot of people are like, it's exciting. Like, that's what my documentary is about. Buildingbertari.com. It's free where we just got a bunch of dudes and went into the Idaho wilderness and just started building stone cabins and shit. And it, it's just so great, you know, where you can be like, okay, let's start a homeschool curriculum. Let's start like my family now supplies milk to five families. 
you know, I have cows and goats and chickens and alpaca and, you know, my wife's spinning wool. My kids, it's like five, three and one. My five-year-old is like, you know, more consciously aware of how the world works than I was at 35, you know, and I'm, I'm getting very, um, you know, uh, hopeful about the future. Cause like, I think there's going to be a lot of death and I think there's going to be a, some major shifts in institutions, but for those who have the families and have the skills and have the, the, the work ethic to see through these storms, I think the future is insanely bright because there is no, one thing I've learned from living a very natural homestead life for a while now is there's no scarcity. Like one tomato can make a hundred tomato plants. It's like bang, 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 bang. Like one of the biggest conspiracy lies in the whole world is that there's scarcity of anything. It's like, I drink, I, I don't do this. You know, allegedly I drink water out of like natural streams and it, it, there's so much water everywhere. You can, you can filter pond scum with biochar. You can do all that. You we're making, um, we're literally making castles out of sand. It's hysterical. Like you can do geopolymers and make your own limestone. It's like the amount of energy that's all around us all the time and food and resources and human skill level is so mind blowing. And yet people are, I was trapped as hell, like focusing on that one. It's like doing stand up, like the one guy not laughing. You're yeah. like, why the fuck aren't you laughing? You know? And I'm like, how, do, how do you think that that meth heads tree fort went to the moon? It literally looks like fucking Jordan Peterson got yacked out and put that together with fucking garbage, you know? <laughs> and everybody's like, Oh, we went to the moon. How dare you? I'm like, Oh man, we gotta, we gotta rebuild. And so we are, and it's fun. I, Owen, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. I'm really in a place right now. I don't know how much longer I want to be in this uh, city. I, I mean, you got generators. Yeah, I got you're generators. You're ready to go. Yeah, you're I'm ready, ready to, leave. to go. But I'm also like, man, when I hear Gavin Newsom is like, we're going to vaccinate kindergartners. And I know that the reason he is in office as Johnny says all the time this is a very democratic city but I know it's white women over 35 most of them are childless and they're just leaning into this fucking R's versus D's and they don't understand the destructiveness of hurting the next generation because they have no next generation most exactly right there's no investment in the next thing and for them to be so upset about their taking away their right to choose when fully participating in the annihilation of other people's right to choose is so fucking bizarre it is nothing but mental gymnastics and nobody catches them on anything and it's just like we just one after another after another after another with this me too bullshit this manipulation I mean shout out to all the thoughts who can't upload fucking pictures of their camel toe to Instagram right now and how the, the first world problems they're going through. But man, I think about it all the time, man, about just getting out of LA, dude, just getting out. That like that. I, I definitely would. It's like, well, it's not even that they can hurt you. It's that the people around you are just going to keep getting so annoying because the way even <laughs> I've discerned that evil doesn't have enforcement. It just has um, influence where it's like, the, the goal of evil is always to get you to self-destruct or you to give up your own freedoms and rights and powers. They can't do it. Like they have to make it want you to eat a Krispy Kreme or scary or something. You know, it's, it's always a manipulation. And so when I'm just around that many people that are so manipulated and so low, I just, 
I'm like, I don't want to be here, you know? And so that's why I just recommend leaving. Cause it's just gets to a point where it's really annoying because it's not, they're never going to learn cause they don't want to learn. Like I have a family member that totally is in that world where, you know, he's calling for his booster every 20 minutes <laughs> you know, and, uh, and they like chaos. Like, it's kind of like dating. I don't know if you, I'm sure you've probably dated a crazy chick or two in your life, but <laughs> one or two. Yeah. Where it's like, they want chaos. And so when people say like up here in Idaho, there's some Californians that have moved here and they've been like, Oh my God, it's so great. We got out of hell. So anyway, time to vaccinate, time to have your abortions. <laughs> you know? And everybody's like, it's like, let's raise taxes. Let's build a solar power yeah, garbage can. Yeah. Yeah. Swear to God. And people are like, how did you not learn? And I'm like, how do you not learn that that's the nature of these people? Like as someone who protects 28 goats, there's animals that their nature is to kill my goats. And if I'm out there like, Hey wolf, I'll, I'll, I'll make you a deal. I'll give you some food. You stay over there. The wolf's just going to look at me like fucking, I'm going to eat your goats as soon as you leave. Like, that's what I do. I'm a fucking wolf. And so that's her program. Yeah. Like they want it. Like these people, I I'm convinced a lot of them want to die. They just want to do it with a heroic narrative where, you know, I, I stayed home and beat off for 18 months and I won't hug, my, <laughs> I won't hug anybody. So now I'm the hero. I'm saving lives. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's like, how do you take the biggest scumbag and allow them to live a hero fantasy? You literally say, if you cover your face and beat off all day and order pizzas and live off taxpayer money, you're literally saving old people. It's like, <laughs> and they're like, sign me the fuck up, man. Damn. And then, and then they want to die. Like a lot of these narratives, it's like these people want out. I don't think they can handle life. I don't think they can handle free will. And so they're like, they just want out and they don't know how to do it. So they're just like, shoot me full of vaccines. Damn, remember what a, a real hero was when they came back from World War II? Yeah, that yeah. was a real hero. Yeah. Now you could just sit at but home, like also, you said, and beat off. It's also <laughs> beating off this road. That, that, it also that. means you love women. It also means, like, you know, you're really empowering all the uh, the me fans, whatever the fuck these sites are, where it's like, so this single mom who's financially ruined who's just showing pussy for nickels, you're, <laughs> you're, you're empowering her. It's like... Man, that's a hero. It's like, I need a hero. It's a guy's just lubing up his hand, sending fucking crypto nickels to a chick who's just, you know. Showing like, bats in her ass. I always said that. I'm like, dude, it's like, uh, for a fucking token, you'll shove a bat. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Fucking <laughs> 1920 prices? It's like unbelievable. But you're completely and right. going to get lower. It's supply and demand. Well, you that know, is the kid, one thing about that many porn stars. You know, Peter North could still demand a lot of money. You know, now it's it's like everybody, like there's so many women now that that are having they don't have a man in their life and they 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 feel like they're you know they're materialistic they're having economic hardship in their head. They're like, and it, this has been so normalized by like wet ass pussy and all those like songs that they're like, you know, I'm gonna be a hero and sell my body. You know, and all the men are like, dude, we're all such heroes right now. Like, <laughs> I shut down the world economy to beat off to your body. It's like, God, we're so heroic. Like, look at Owen Benjamin in the woods of Idaho. What a monster. Waking up every morning to milk all his animals to make sure his kids have fucking good milk. It's like, yeah, like sleeping next to the same woman every night for years and years. You know, like 
trying to build a community, planting trees, fucking running a greenhouse, running agriculture. That guy totally sucks. Like he's full of hate. Well, I know why I'm a hero because I'll inject mystery Fauci come into my body and beat off to a fucking runaway for nickels. I, I, I win life, but they don't win. That's the beauty of it is they lose. And so the future is bright because dudes like us can see how obviously insane this is. You're so and, right, dude. It's and, so and it's like, just, just get away from the burning building. It's like the minute you have comedians being like, you know, I know I hurt a feeling and I'm really upset. And one of my best friends is actually Chinese. So when I say they're like gookie and they go pee pee in your Coke, like, I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Like our job, it's one thing if we're like middle school professors or not the professor. Like if I was a middle school principal, and I sang a song called That Nigger Stole My Bike. <laughs> I should be fired. Right? Right. I'm not. Like, dude, all these comics that have pictures of, like, Lenny Bruce on their wall and shit, I'm like. Couldn't agree more. Could not I'm agree more, dude. Patrice, don't even go to Lenny Bruce. Go to Patrice O'Neill and this love of Patrice O'Neill by the same people that are openly calling for Shane Gillis to get fired from fucking Saturday Night Live for one fucking Jew joke in the, in the 140th episode of an hour and 40 minute fucking podcast. And they don't understand <laughs> it. <laughs> but see, the, the beauty of it, because trust me, I went down these rabbit holes. I'm like... How could a Jew not take a joke? Like, are you fucking kidding me? And so, and then I realized it's it's their own it's their own problem. Like, if they don't heal, if they don't let this shit burn off their soul, they're gonna get like cancer and shit. It's conformity, it's, it's, dude. And it's like what we're you know you see it in football. It's, it's system quarterbacks. Well, they're we are seeing in real time the exposing of system entertainers that just simply get pushed forward because they fit a narrative. I have a joke. It's called oppression math, and basically at the top of the 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 pyramid of oppression is a fat black gay midget. Right, That's it's the I number am. one person. Right, and that's based on comics who I love that I go, oh, this person's going to blow up because they're black and they're lesbian and sure shit, where are they right now? Top was, of the list. Right top of the fucking list. But if you took them out of this system and had them do what Owen's doing to point what this show's doing, they would fail. And you see it happen all the time. These these fucking system comedians starting podcasts, getting no followers, abandoning no. it instantly because it exposes who they really are, which is a system entertainer. They only were, and then you see people still trying to socialist comedy they did do you see this article in the la times about socialist comedy comedy none of those people are going anywhere because by the time they get anywhere the fucking system's dead the system's dead we've talked about the store we've, we talked about the store about what type of people are laughing what type of jokes do you need to do yeah for them to laugh because it's the same people that the ones with the vaccines yeah, the ones yeah, that voted yeah, yeah. laugh so it's why All even the why even try gone from the it's comedy gone. store there's no danger they're all gonna be dead in a few i mean i don't know but i think that they might be i don't i think their audience might become very small and i will also say this <laughs> it's not even like white man oppressed in this system of and black and a black gay midget can always get what it's even worse than that if you see like a, a black comic or like a, a black midget comic or something if they don't have victim consciousness they won't be promoted by the system yeah 
No, 100%. That's why it's not even like they promote black people. Like that's the irony. Cause I, it's easy to fall for these illusions where it's like, Oh man, I wish, I wish I would uh, dude. If any black gay guy will just immediately get a Netflix special. If a black gay guy was like, hi, my name's Tyrone. And all the executives are like, Oh, this is going to be great. And he's like, you know, I, I'm a like I'm only a victim of my own addictions, and here's some really funny jokes about how Bruce Jenner is a fucking freak. They'd be like, <laughs> "Get him out of here!" <laughs> In fact, they hate him even more. You know, it's like because it's like that gymnast that that like uh, had that weird spin and fell down. Remember that this yeah. year? What's her name? Simone, Simone Biles. Simone Biles. We didn't go with Black Black Lives Matter. Like she kept they kept being like, "Were well, you going to make a statement about how cops shouldn't get their pensions or whatever?" And, uh, and she wouldn't, she was like, you know, I'm here for America. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm not making any claims, but if she got like fucked with because of that, cause they needed her to be a victim because all of this evil agenda is based on like, Oh, you poor baby. Oh, everyone's out to get you. Oh, those, those goddamn deplorable farmers and electricians, you know, they're really your problem. Yeah. Keeping your food on your table and your lights on. Like they're so full of hate. Right. So if you got a black legend that isn't going to go with the agenda, I think they get like, they get really harassed. And so that's why it's, it's where we really are in this together. Like I coming from me, I know it might surprise people, but I actually don't have an issue with other demographics at all. I just like doing demographic jokes. And I, I know that cause that actually is, um, is a, uh, observations. Uh, and it's, a observations. it's like, it's like, dude, we've all done so many gigs. It's like one time I did a gig with like a bunch of Indians and a bunch of Pakistanis. And I'm doing all these jokes about how they both like non-bread and how anybody that doesn't like yeast should be friends. And I'm like trying to broker all this fucking peace accords. And it's like, when you do those type of racial jokes or jokes that are highly specific to a demographic, it actually makes people not atomize, not become like isolated narcissists. And that's why they don't like it. It isn't because I'm alienating blacks or gays or any of this shit. It's like, do you know how many gay people have written to me being like, yeah, man. It's like that joke makes me laugh, man. It is kind of like gross sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's totally true, man. Because it's like the, the, the last, like what? So I put out this special called no lies matter and I, I scorch everybody. Right. Cause I, I but I, I don't, single out any group as being bad. I go, these are observations about people, right? Yeah, and exactly. what I get is by some bot, oh, racial comedy, this is lazy, which is a representative of the PC culture. <laughs> but it fits right into what Owen's saying that the only way to make it in PC culture is if you play to your fucking racial demographic or your demographic, exactly, right? Dude. It's like crazy rich Asians, right? That is the most racist fucking movie out there. You know who you know the Asian hate thing which mysteriously just disappeared by the way so apparently black people aren't punching Asians anymore or they all learn karate right they <laughs> learn how to defend themselves right but when you hear people go oh Asian hate Asian hate Asian hate like Margaret Cho who I love with all my heart she's one of the nicest people ever if you go watch a lot of her earlier special she's making fun of her Asian mother in an Asian stereotypical way you're oh, kidding me wow. ask Max 
Alexa, you ass master. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, that's more racist than what anything any white comic will say about Asians. Well, but everyone does that. George Lopez does that. But yes, that's they my all point. Do that. Political yeah. correctness pushes you to play within your de- to be a stereotype of your group. These guys who are playing arenas, yeah. right? How many of them are known as great joke writers? Rogan, I love. Let's take him out. But the rest of them, I think Gabriel Iglesias is the one I really like as a writer. But most of them are just playing to their Asian demo, that to their demographic. That if you actually wrote down the joke and what they're talking about, you'd be like, "That's super fucking like hack." Joy Coy, all he does is his mom jokes. That's what, and, and that's what Owen was just saying, right? That yes. that they have no choice really but <laughs> <Yeah>. to. <laughs> But well, to, that's the irony. They're that saying because of your skin color, these are your joke options. Yes, exactly. I saw, this, I saw this so long ago that that's why I think people were confused. Like, looking back, I'm not upset at what happened, but a lot of comedians were like, I don't know, man. It sounds like he's just went crazy. I'm like, if if people go down this road, welcome to 2021. Wait till 2024 when they're when Netflix is like, okay, you have to promote pedophilia, you can't say anything about anybody, but your exact demographic. That is the definition of racism. And in inversion, inversion world, you know, prostitution is freedom. Marriage is slavery to a woman. An inversion world saying that because of my skin color, I'm allowed to say a word that are not allowed to say a word that someone else says. And when people go, oh, wait about systemic. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, what are you talking about systemic? Like, we're not. This isn't a system like what they're actually doing is the systemic racism to say that, like, you know, 20, what less than 30% of blacks want to take the vaccine. So they're all getting fired. They're getting kicked out of restaurants. They have to sit at the back of the bus again. And meanwhile, you have the same people being like, as soon as we, because they know that the CDC for 40 straight years was intentionally giving them syphilis and Tuskegee experiment. Yes. 100%. So why would they take a vaccine when the CDC, even on their website, is like, listen, yeah, we killed some blacks intentionally. Well, it was probably at least short term, right? Like just one rogue guy. It's like, no, like two full generations of guys. Well, was it at least like way long ago, like way before slavery? It's like, no, you know, the Dukes of Hazzard was on television when we did it. Like, like, dude, it's, it's crazy. And so I'm done trying to make the fucking upside down, right side up. Where, you know, where it's like, oh, how dare you? How dare you say a word? I'm like, so you're going to put the ensl- the financial and spiritual and mental enslavement on billions of people on a comic doing a joke. Like, that's the ultimate in abuse, but I don't ex- accept it. Like, when I said, um, innocent, I mean, I used to be so innocent to all this shit, too. When I was doing my Caitlyn Jenner joke, where I was like, Caitlyn Jenner is woman of the year, but hasn't even been a woman for a full year. Isn't that a mathematical improbability? <laughs> and dude, I got, I got kicked off like Patreon and, and people reacted like I was fueled with hate. And I'm like, dude, growing up, my piano teacher had a sex change when I was like nine. I'm like, I still talk to Larry. Like I'm not fueled <laughs> on hate. This is just a nonsensical Listen, event. And if a comedian can't address the Wheaties guy with the running shoes like fucking acting like a woman, it's like then there is no comedy. Then you then it's like being an electrician and you can't use wires. You're being like a, a, med- a doctor and you can't prescribe uh, medicine. And I'm like, I'm getting out of this crazy train. I think some people saw me and, and saw like, oh, you're being self destructive. And I'm like, no, you're just not in a long 
And I think what happens is when you don't have a family, like when I had my first kid, everything changed. Cause I'm like, before I'd be like, Oh yeah. I mean, I'm living for the moment, man. You know why, why rock the boat? Just keep crushing. You know, I love doing these big shows. All oh, that chick's hot. Oh, blah, blah, blah. But when you have a little baby that looks into the eyes, like dad, dad is Amy Schumer really funny. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. Like I can't lie to a little innocent kid and be like, Oh yeah. The, the stinky pussy material is and and you know, joking about how she almost aborted her son. Like that's all really good comedy. Like that's great. Yeah. You know, and you talk about Joe Rogan, he does appeal to dwarves. I mean, he is, you know, so he's, he actually ends most of his shows by being shot out of a cannon. So that's really exciting. And that's probably what's led him to a lot of success is because, you know, the system views him as a munchkin. And that is very, it's very non-threatening. And so he can get away with a little bit more than most people. Hey guys, if you want to see us live, we have so many dates coming up. Just go to samtriplee.com. We have the big 500 coming uh, in Las Vegas with the big 500 plus we'll have stand up after Then I will be in Miami at the Miami improv and then Boise and Salt Lake. Where do you got? And then I got a show uh, October 29th, me and Ezo on the Hind Hungry Show. Uh, it's basically free here in LA at the Arrowhead uh, Brewery. And uh, the only, you can buy VIP tickets. They come with the mystery box. But yes, hit me up and I will let you know where to go for that. Well, you know, uh, uh, an interesting thing is Valerie Jack. And it's exactly what you were talking about. Valerie Jack uh, got made fun of by Roseanne Barr, referring to her as Plan of the yeah, Age. Yeah. Right. But what people don't realize is that Valerie Jack's father ran the Tuskegee experiment on fucking black people. And what they also don't understand is that Valerie Jack was basically the driving force between the illegal assassination of Muammar Gaddafi, which has led to open air slave trades in fucking Libya today. (laughs) Right now. Right now. We're not talking about back when Lincoln was alive. We're talking about right now. (laughs) Yet you defend her. And that's the whole thing. It's just like, it's what is up is really down. And it is this crazy ass kind of fucking world. And it's this, what's really weird about the whole thing is like, again, they are worshiping at a dying altar. They are just bending. It's why LA is, will most likely be the last city to wake up to all this COVID bullshit because there's so much conformity. It is like so much about showing that you are part of the team and these being driven by a lot of liberals who are over 35 who can't see that okay you hate the republicans i don't really give a fuck fuck the republicans right but it's like that doesn't mean if you don't like the democrats you have to vote for the republicans it means maybe you don't like both but stop acting like the democrats have your any kind of your fucking values man and there's people like jimmy Dore waking up to this all the fucking time and people like him the democrats don't have your values they listen the Republicans play to their base until they don't, which is like this red flag law that that fucking gay pirate Dan Crenshaw <laughs> fucking just passed, right? The yeah. worst fucking pirate in the world, right? That He's not playing to your base, but for the most part, what the, the politicians in Washington and what the average Republican wants on whatever economic level tend to be the same thing, even on the lower level when it hurts their own cause. 
Democrats have to lie to their base because the donors don't want socialism. They don't want equality. They don't want a free, uh, a level playing field. So their politicians lie all the time taking money from these fucking corporations who want to fuck them, okay? That's the difference. You don't have, it's like Chuck D from Public Enemy is my one of my favorite lead singers in any band. But the fact that this guy is saying if you have a Trump sign, you're fucking you're racist while openly campaigning for the Biden fucking admit the Biden fucking campaign who passed the law which basically is what the whole fucking point of public enemy was rallying against yeah it's two wings of the same gay bird man it's like uh I'm like I briefly thought that the right wing was like right when I saw what the left wing was doing and communism all that but it really is just like um it's like a, a setup it's it's like good cop bad cop and they just keep switching roles 100 percent so I don't even, you know, I don't, I think that any political solution is always local. Like we have in my County, we have just an awesome sheriff. Just great. You know, if, if uh, let's just say hypothetically a tranic order did come out, he just publicly is always like, yeah, I won't enforce that. And the sheriff can arrest the president. And so we also have a great commissioner who knows that, you know, as soon as you get less than 10 acre plots in my area, that's when people get less freedom oriented and, Cause like where I live in North Idaho, I don't know a single person who took the vaccine. No one wears a mask. You know, you'll see occasional mask here and there. And there's, you know, I'm not like in the middle of nowhere. I mean, Sandpoint's like a beautiful town and um, Coeur d'Alene, gorgeous. Coeur d'Alene's a little cuck, but it's like families. <laughs> there's going to be cucks no matter where you go. There's going to be some cucks. Oh, there's cucks here too. But it's like the concept of like the Idahoan don't get me wrong. I want people to believe this shit to keep people out, <laughs> but it's like the concept that it's just all these, you know, good old hateful boys, like run around dying of COVID and beaten. It's, it's not like that at all. It's all like really nice families and uh, everybody has a farm stand and people buy, they make an a, attempt to buy locally. And there's all these like programs for kids and, our homeschooling network is epic and it's just like beautiful. And the winters are so hard that uh, it keeps out a lot of, um, a lot of people that suck. You know, that's why I think uh, certain areas are just autumn, just typically better to live. I think like the more extreme the weather conditions are, the more the people have to have morality or else they'd literally die. You know, like if you're an asshole and you're a thief or you don't plan ahead, or if you're always like, like starting trouble in areas, like once winter comes, you know, two days without wood and you might be dead. So nature had a way of kind of weeding that out. And that's why you go to LA and it's like between 60 and 85 all year with like a nice pleasant breeze and like unlimited crack, you know? So everybody's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I do understand that. So I want to get into power structures with you. Cause I know, you know, it's very <laughs> interesting. Owen. I, I, I just saw, I just saw Ari Shafir on Burt Kreischer's podcast. And, you know, there was this whole thing where, like, Ari spiked Burt's fucking... He roofied him. He roofied him, right? Yeah. He roofied him. He him. Well, and yeah, they Somali. were having a big thing. And then, all of a sudden, Ari's on there. And they're, they're getting along because that's what people do. They have conversations, you know? So, yeah. you know, you and I had this weirdness. And I go, you know, and I was talking to somebody about it. And I'm like, yeah, I have Owen on. He's like, oh, really? It's like, why not? Why not have Owen on? Why can't we have a conversation? I, you know, it's like, how many people are going to have Whitney Cummings on their podcast when she openly annihilated two of her best friends? 
Like, just annihilated them. Like, destroyed. And I never did that either. I never well, wanted that's my whole thing. Owen and never, I never did wanted that. anyone that didn't go at me. And I'm, I like, just, no, just for, just set the record straight. It's like, I only wanted people who publicly either like concerned trolled or aggressively trolled, like Whitney, Candleface Cummings. Her face really looks like a melted candle. I never had that, like, taking shots at comics thing at all until I saw. Like what was actually happening, like the gatekeeping that Rogan tried to do. And I know your buddies, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not mad at him. I, I think he's got a better voice and perspective than anyone else in mainstream media. But that's not saying a lot, but still, I'm glad he exists. But I do, do the think the vaccine stance that he's taken is a very brave thing to do at that level because you're dancing with the masters of mankind. That, right, and make right, no totally. doubts about that. They run everything. And he's he's pushing back. It on is that. it is interesting how he doesn't seem to get a ton of blowback for that though. You know, I mean, it, I it, it, I mean, I think he does though, but, bro. No, but yeah, okay. I listen. I mean, we I can't even no post illusion. the video to YouTube without it getting taken down immediately. Yeah, yeah, but he's not even on YouTube. Because when you go back, all his clips are million dollars from the Met. The way the control structures work is they set up their own opposition. I'm not claiming Rogan is that. You know, I from the interactions I've had with him, I used to really like him. And then I saw how the gatekeeping works, where it's like, okay, you, if, if there's going to be a CNN, you have to have a Tucker Carlson to look confused and go, so this is America, or else everyone else sees the, the scam. So you have to have somebody saying, maybe all these shots that are like killing people we know for a disease that doesn't seem to affect anyone, maybe there's another option. And so... I think that, that the psychological operation of that, and I don't know how intentional it is. I'm not going to make that claim, but th bro, I've, I, I did a YouTube um, channel that got deleted in a week called like, you know, uh, there was tea time with Gary and Terry. They found me and deleted me. It's me sitting here talking and playing piano. I did a, um, you know, ballooning with Lance and Tristan. You know, I tried to like do all these other things to not trigger the algorithm. They kicked my wife off Airbnb. Like, we weren't allowed to rent out our home on Airbnb. I've been kicked off Venmo, DLive. I was their number one earner. They kicked me off that. PayPal. Uh, I did? PayPal got them hard. PayPal got me uh, every, dude, bro, everything. And that's so that's why I had to build my own shit. And so when people act like, like uh, Joe Rogan's standing for anything, I'm like, dude, he's getting lollipops from the devil. <laughs> so... And so that's cool. I'm not trying to start shit, but like when he had me on his show, no, no major comic had ever been deplatformed from Twitter. I was the first one. And so he stages a quote unquote Twitter intervention where he's telling me like, you know, you should do this, this, this based on jokes. Like I want Sean King or I, I don't want, I don't want slavery to come back, but if it did, it would be funny if Sean, uh, just so Sean King admits he's white. That was one of the jokes I was funny right. Joke. Funny. Everybody knows it's funny. Uh, same with uh, instead of pound me too, you know, hashtag me too. I called it pound me too because the pound sign. Yep. I'm like some thirsty ass bitches out there, right? That was I got persecuted for those jokes. I also had another joke about like David Hogg. If you're not old enough to grow pubes, you can't tell me I have to get rid of my guns, right? I got kicked off Twitter for that. Joe Rogan silent, you know, and so him having me on created an illusion of like. Oh, we're all really worried about you for your Sean King joke. It's like, no, that was the way that was the beginning of a major change in social media where mainstream comedians whose picture was 
painted on the wall of the Melrose Improv could be silenced with six finger blue check mark, six figure blue check mark Twitter things. It's like, and I warn people, I'm like, if it starts, if you like, don't back me on this, the wolf will get, you'll just get eaten later. Cause I totally agree with that. And I did say that at that time, even though nobody yeah. wanted to give, I did Owen. I did. I you go, said dude, you couldn't condone my use of a certain oh, word. What I said is I don't fuck. I go, this is the exact thing. Run the tape back. You want to say that <laughs> word? You got to defend yourself. I said the fucking, Good. I said the deplatforming of you was the same thing as Alex Jones. They go for them. They're going to come for everybody else. Okay, that is a fact. That. Good, good. I'm glad you said that. I said that. Okay. Good. So I didn't, and I'm not looking for credit for that at all, but I, I like, that's just the truth, dude. Cause I saw, and here I am like, dude, our, our, our appeal on, uh, Ivermectin got denied, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, And it's just like, and it's just like when I watch all these other guys fully participate, talk about the same shit. And they're getting uh, hundreds of thousands of well, views, you just, and I can't get over t- uh, uh, five thousand. No, and literally all I said was a doctor prescribed me ivermectin. That was yeah. it. I didn't say I recommended it. I so, didn't say it was effective. Hey, so, hey, and what you just get? What you just get hit with right now? Spiritual level, you guys are threatening because uh, you're not. The vibe is, dude. I'm telling you, it's not even people doing it anymore. That's why I'm not even claiming that Rogan's a show or anything. It's I not swear people. To God, not. It, it's not because people. It's a spiritual component where I can tell that you're pumped about being a dad and you're like, dude, that's the threat. The, like one of the big overarching things is get the world population of 500 million. They're going to use gay agenda, trans, depression, suicide, vaccines. The last thing they want is to have a dude like, man, I love my kids. And then if that dude threatens to then puncture another spell of like, have you ever thought about just taking a little ivermectin? People are like, dude, this is a problem. And if you give people hope or clarity or allow them to get rid of trauma, which is what a comedian does. And I can tell you have that in you. And I'm actually, I'm really impressed. I I legitimately, I'm not being condescending. I'm like legitimately impressed by your vibe because it's so threatening to evil because if you can laugh through something like figuring out the earth isn't a spinning ball, if you can like, like I did that cartoon, a uh, flatter sniper where he keeps adjusting for the curve and missing. <laughs> so people, so people can laugh. They go, ah, it's funny. The, tra- the trauma programming is how they like get you where even if you see the truth, they want it to be the scary truth where it's like, everything's ending. There's no hope. Like fucking don't have kids. Like the NWO is just going to kick in your door. And if, if you do that, they'll let you keep going. But the minute you start being like making trauma funny or any of that shit, you're out. I mean, dude, they put kitty porn on Netflix. It's like, they don't, it's not morally, but people have to realize there's zero morality in this at all. Zero. It's all about control. And so if you inspire people, then you'll wonder why me? Like, cause I went through that totally where it's like, how come this isn't getting out? How come my one ivermectin video isn't getting out? It's cause you guys still have divine spark action. You're not zombified yet. And if you're not zombified, they can't run scripts through you. And then, and that's why I think it's on a metaphysical level. Cause I don't know anybody that's like who they is. I used to always think about that. And it's like, I don't know anybody that's capable of this level of fucking control where it's like, you got to have a person in a lowered state with addiction, despair, all this shit where they see the future is hopeless. And then they can literally get frequencies. I know this sounds crazy, but it's like 
there's a frequency where they all just start agreeing with the same shit. Like there was like one day where everyone just started wearing masks. And I'm like, was there a text I fucking missed? Like, yeah. how or how about the, how about gay pride month? Like where did all of a sudden everyone's like, it's gay pride month. I'm like, I never got the call t- to vote. <laughs> Right. On whether we're going to do And I don't care. Like, I don't care what you do with consenting adults. Do whatever you want. Get as weird as you want. I don't fucking care. But what I will tell you is, like, cultural Marxism, we're seeing this push to be like, this month is dedicated to... It's like my joke. It's like, why are there kids at the gay pride parade? We're celebrating fucking fisting here. You're like, that's the whole point. But that's the point of it. That's why I went so... And I'm the same way. Like, you have two consenting adults in a house somewhere, not minding their own business. I don't care. That's why calling somebody like me, like a homophobe or anything like that. I'm like, dude, how, where's your evidence to that? I would just do jokes about their behavior. Cause I'd know all these gay guys and I'm sure we know a lot of the same guys. They'd be like, Oh my God, pussies are so disgusting. You guys are fucking <laughs> disgusting. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you put your dick where the poop comes from. Like, oh my God, hatred, hatred. And then I'm like, when you're wearing a pair of Depends diapers, you can't, you're not going to blame me for that. And that's I totally I agree with that, dude. And here's yeah. the other thing. It's just like equality does not mean not getting made fun of. That's actually more. The more you're in, the yeah. more you get made fun of. Who gets exactly. made fun of the most? George Bush, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Kanye West. And we can just keep going forever and ever about all these people who are in that get their dicks kicked in constantly. That's in. If you don't get made fun of, that's not equality. That's special treatment that you're trying to push on everybody and it's not going to fucking happen. Hey, but Gay you dudes got hit. do funny ass bullshit. You got hit with the Hillary post. Oh yeah, for no reason toe? about her camel toe. Why weren't you a lesson? Dude, there's whole you... fuck. What was the hit on that? Was nothing. It... That's the problem. No, what nothing. was the, what was the violation? Oh, you don't even know what it is, though. She it might have a big. There's nothing. It says nothing. It's just like here. You're not allowed to do this. Guidelines. Just guidelines. Guidelines. Just guidelines. That's what happens when you mention the Clintons. What's actually offending these people, though? Like she might have a big cock on her, and she's like camel toe. That's moose knuckle. It's kind of like that Valerie lady. She was offended that she was compared to a black person. <laughs> like, you know, she's like, oh, you mean the niggers my dad killed in Tuskegee? No. And so when people understand that that's actually what it is, you want to know the story of uh, the guy who owned the Clippers? This is the untold story. Oh, yeah. You know, gravy. So that guy that got lambasted for being quote-unquote racist, the reason he pissed off the masters of the universe is he goes to Israel to do like a Clippers uh, um, game, and the the is the certain level of Israelis don't let blacks you know they forget about water fountains. It's like you know these giant <laughs> these giant stars aren't allowed anywhere near you know the masters of the universe. And so um, I can't remember his name, but that guy was telling the Israelis like, no, you should let my black players like hang out we swear to god that's the actual story so they were like you want to play ball bitch we don't i'm not making a claim on who owns the media but like they were like <laughs> that's why i want we are about to do the most ironic traumatic shit to you and we're gonna make you the racist because what they do is they try and break your name so that what okay like let's say um He's accusing the masses of the universe of, of racism. They're like, we're going to make everyone think you're the racist and so no one will listen to you if you ever fucking make this mistake again. And so that's why um, 
the the blogosphere and Twitter and everybody tried to pretend I was um, sexualizing David Hogg with my tweet about like. <laughs> If you can't grow pubes, you can't tell me not to own a gun. Sexual. Swear to God, giant blue check marks all over the place. We're like, oh, my God, he's sexualizing oh, David Hogg. He's just a child. Idiot. Oh, my God. I'm like, what What are you doing with this one? Is it because I just called out Steven Spielberg a little while ago? Oh, that violent pet So I want to get into this, Owen, because ultimately that's what – when and maybe they will, maybe they won't. Maybe no one will talk about this episode. I don't know. I'm. I think it's. I love the episode, and I could talk to you all the time. So they're gonna Wait, get into right now. Yeah, like what? Well, well, what they're no, gonna? No, I don't think you're gonna get in trouble for this because the cat's so far out of the bag that it's like they they don't want to bring people to you. Like every time uh, the media goes at me, my numbers just skyrocket. And I think they're they're realizing that where it's like because we're not wrong. And now the wolf is so the monster is has taken his mask off to a point where they're like, we're gonna put your kid in a mask, put him in a bubble, and then inject graphene in his fucking arm, and we're gonna make you feel guilty about it. Like it's so bad. It's that so anybody bad. that isn't a zombie is like something else is happening. Rather not the world's flat, you know, it doesn't matter. But something else is afoot. So if those people migrate somehow to people like us. That's a real problem. So they actually don't even want to martyr us. I think they are losing the narrative, dude. But I want to get into 100%. the masters of mankind, you know. Oh, and I've been very, very, very uh, open about who my thoughts on the uh, who runs the world and all that stuff, you know. And there was you were now for what they would say was anti-Semitism, and you've pushed back on that. Uh, what is your stance on that? And that's just me asking because I'd love to have this think, conversation. I, I'm real quick, asked. hold on, real I'm quick. Just let me say this real quick. I, oh, yeah, I've stated that I don't care who you are, whether it's Jeffrey Epstein or whatever, the, who's part of the mega group, which is Zionism at its, its greatest, there's always occult symbolism. And to me, whether it's Jesuits, Zionists, communists, there's always occult symbolism hidden in there in plain sight. So for me, the the like, you know, the the note when I hear people are like Jews, 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 you know, I go, it's the same thing when they're like white people, white people, white people. I'll go, exactly. there's exactly. broadcast white people. They got no saying anything. They're born to world shit. Same thing with Jews. Exactly. There's there's a I mean, like, how many Jews do you actually know? Right the Talmud. I guarantee you, not a lot of them, okay? It's this, right. but it's this group of these people, <laughs> these group of people that want you to get mad at the the patriarchy, get mad at the fucking, uh, the Jews, get mad at white people when there's levels to this shit. My point 100%. is, what are your thoughts on that? I'm so glad you asked me that because I think, like, probably my, my most valuable insight I have right now for other people is how to like, how to not fall for the juice spell because the way I fell for the Jew trap and I totally understand why people do it because I was seeing pedophilia starting to become normalized. And I started seeing like, like, you know, I, I didn't know Woody Allen married his daughter and you got Weinstein, Epstein, you got Spielberg, you got all these guys coming out and I started calling shit out. And, you know, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's whole team when he was a kid, like one of them went to jail for like raping a little kid with like a pipe. It's like dark, dude. And you know this shit. But like, so I didn't even connect that they were quote unquote Jews. So people start calling me anti-Semitic because I'm like calling out. I'm like, what happened to Heather O'Rourke? You know, she died of sex, 
Sepsis. 100%, dude. Right. So people start saying, so this is like how I ended up in the Jew trap for about a year. I never told anyone to hurt anybody, but I really thought there was something really up with the Jews. It's because, uh, it's because like calling out pedophilia, people are like, that's anti-Semitic. So I'm like, logically, I start believing this bullshit where I'm like, oh, so Jews are the pedophiles. And then you start seeing it everywhere. It's like, who owns this? Who started Oxycontin? Who started Teva Pharmaceuticals that does all the, you know, the, the child hormones, all this. And it's just Jew, Jew, early life on Wikipedia, Jew, Jew, Jew. And then I started seeing through the spell where the word Jew is just a liability shield. And they're actually using quote unquote Jews. Like, cause we both know Jews are totally cool. And I would always be like, oh, but not them. They're cool. And, and then you start realizing you're exactly right. It's the same behavior that weak, uh, that other weak races will do with whites where it's like, Oh, the man's keeping me down. White people, this white people that I'm like, who my fucking meth head cousin, you know, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so I started realizing that it really is a biblical reality that it isn't flesh and blood. So they, um, it's, it's like, they're all slaves. Like we are actually more in control than we know where, I realized that the only reason I had resentment towards the banks was the debt I was in and the college debt of my wife. So I paid that off. I sold a bunch of shit. I got out of uh, no mortgage and then no more, you know, banks. And so then I was like, so what else am I pissed off about? It's like, oh, the porn industry, everybody runs, it's a Jew. It's so exploitive, all that. So I stopped watching pornography. Then I got kicked off Facebook. No more Jew Mark Zuckerberg, blah, blah, blah. And then it all started going away. And I got this perspective of like, this is all what I think the quote unquote Jews are, and it's not a a cohesive group and there is no like overarching plan. It's the merchant class delivering sin to willing people. And so if that willing person chooses to hurt the dealer, you know, then you're basically fucking Ronald Reagan war on drugs again, where it's like, you have no control. There's so many ironies. It's like, if you say the Jews run you, and they're like gross goblin people, that means you're below goblin people. You know, it's so ironic. It's like, oh, so so you're below them. Like, you're their slave. How did you become their slave? And it's like, oh, well, fluoride. It's like fucking drink rainwater. It's like, oh, well, you know, and I went down these roads where I was like, because there are conspiracies, but the conspiracy is on a spiritual level. There's no other explanation for it. And I've looked, I'm like, is there some Rockefellers that live to be like 500? Cause this plan has been like 200 years long. And then I realized it's people that are really traumatized. And a lot of Jews are really traumatized people. They work a hundred hours a week. They're billionaires, but their wife's like banging just a random pool guy, you know, <laughs> like they're not really living a great life. And so I look at them and I'm like, okay, there's people in lowered frequencies that are more materialistic, more yeah. merchant class. And then they get puppeted to do shit that doesn't even help them. But. Like what you're doing. And so this is really important for people to know, because I think there's about to be a lot of open actual Jew hatred when the, uh, the, uh, the economy collapses, which it will, like when the stock market goes down 50% and the pensions aren't getting paid, like you're going to see some actual hate. And I highly recommend people don't waste that energy and don't try and figure out who did it to you but use that energy to grow something yourself because you always were in control. Like you never were under their thumb, you know? And so they're under an even worse thumb than you. And so that's how I stand where you have 
the deeper you go down these rabbit holes, the more you just see this like tightening pyramid where they have to literally abuse their own kids just to get them to accept their lifestyle. It's fucking horrifying. So I'm out here with my kids in Idaho, watching them run around near a mountain and fucking flowers. And I'm like, who the fuck wants to be a Rothschild? And then I'm like, how do I stay away from anything those guys are a part of? And that's why I'm like really into bartering and growing stuff. And because, you know, it's a waste of time. And I genuinely feel for a lot of these people. And I hope they find a form of redemption in their life because that's an unimaginable pain to be in. And so, the whole, you know, and they're, it's so victim-y. It's so like, oh, we're oppressed, we're oppressed, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you're literally in like 40% of the billionaires in America call themselves Jews. And I'm like, how? And I used to not understand it, but then I realized that victims, self-perceived victims are slaves. And so they're hurting themselves. They're not hurting us. We're not victims. All of us have ancestry with a lot of pain in it and a lot of triumph. And it's like to focus just on the pain and to try and make everyone treat you like a fucking make a wish foundation kid is like a hell. I hope I never have to live. I agree with that a lot. I, I do think when you take a look at all these quote unquote Jews, that the reality is that there's a deeper, darker sinister and that they use like the Vatican uses Catholicism, yeah. the fucking house of Saad uses Islam. And then there's yeah. all these, these quote unquote Jews that use Judaism as a way to walk amongst us. Because if we actually knew what they were, I would like to think we would lose our fucking skulls. <laughs> and so, which is black cube, Saturn stuff, Moloch, Bathmet, all this fucking shit, all the symbolism on Epstein's Island, all about Moloch, Bathman, all that stuff. And that's what I think it is. And it's like when I hear like, you know, it's like I had Tim. I was on Tim Dillon's Patreon a long time ago. And he's like in the conspiracy world, it's all anti-gay, anti-Jew. And I go, well, how about we bet some money and you can get all the anti-gay and anti-Jew stuff tweets and I get all the anti-white people tweet and we'll see who has more tweets out there. And it's just, it's all the same thing. It's just, it's just pointing at this other group of people when you don't look at this very high level of masters of mankind. And I, I in my heart hearts, I believe it is demonic Royal bloodlines. And I know it sounds crazy and I'm probably with you and the guys on the show and the people listening to the show, it's not. But if you said that to other people, they would be like, what? It's like royal blood lines. That's Met Gala. <laughs> when you look back, you could trace all them to royal blood lines and they're all playing this game. It's rich white kids convincing everybody that poor white kids are the fucking problem. And it's just the same thing, whether it's Jews, whether it's whites, whether it's the patriarchy, the notion that these groups are holding you down when in reality it's like fucking these old families from way i mean everybody's rothschilds Rothschilds, way before the rothschilds we're talking yeah, like Black are, they were called the dwarves of switzerland like it's a joke <laughs> the dwarves oh, it of really is a joke and that's the thing is uh that's why i try to focus on my own problems because yeah they're dude there's you know i know there's some dark bloodline shit where they're doing stuff that it'll make it cry. If you like just hearing the stories about it. And that's true. It, it definitely is true. I try to keep myself away from that energy because I know that's how it starves. You know, if you want to stop pedophilia, you'd be a really good dad. You'd be a good member of your community. Other than that, 
the best thing to do is to starve them of the wickedness because we all have a little bit of that in us of that. Like, uh, like what I've been fighting recently is rooting for the vaccine to kill a bunch of people. Like that's <laughs> democracy. And so, and no, it really is like every now and then I'm like, man, I can't wait to this. These fuckers just die of this shit, you know? And like rooting I, I, against in traffic, you said it. I would be lying if I didn't say the same thing occasionally. All the people I find annoying <laughs> are doubling and tripling vaxxing up. A part of me is like, yeah. get rid of all that. I do. I'd feel the same way if I didn't have a few family members that were, you know, no, kind I'm of with you. My, mom, also, my dad, like, my brother. I don't know why they're there. Like, the media will make us think that every vaccinated person is like, wanting to shoot us up and think we're all ridiculous. A lot of them are just traumatized and they don't know any better. And yeah. so uh, I'm really working on that because compassion is important. Like the, the image of the country white guy that has been given a lot of demographics really is like monstrous. And so I understand why people would be like, I'm not going out to the country. They'll fucking hang me and fuck me. And I don't know what they even think, but like, uh, I'm trying to do the same thing when I'm looking at these people and I'm just seeing like little kids, you know, like uh, when you, when you revealed something to them and they can't even accept that the horror isn't as bad as they think. And that's when you know that they're like almost like molested kids where it's like, daddy wouldn't do this to me. You know, it's like very psychological. And so, you know, I, I don't think they have the strength or the cap capability to be like, there are forces in this world that want me to inject poison in my body to get my resources. And it's like, that's so hard for these people to handle that. They're like, it, it not only can't be true, but I'm going to fight the other way. And so I, I, I deeply do work on this where I'm like, that is not my enemy. Like that is not my enemy. Like even the most psychopathic SJW, I'm going to like take your vax, like the most crazy fucker. Like I have to look at them and be like, there's people that call me a cult leader and like evil and all this crazy shit. That's so not, it's just all like crazy lies. People that, you know, trying to harass my family, not, not like in person, but in this mystery world. And, uh, and I'm like, dude, they're on a, a tough road and that's not easy to do. And I fail a lot, but I'm You're just a human like being dude. Yeah. But that's like what we got to do because like, we're not each other's enemy. That's why I really like that we did this pod. Cause it's like, you know, you implied I was racist. I'm, I implied you were an Armenian pimp. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so now we're, this is like one of my, my favorite pods I've done in a while. Like, I feel like we have a lot more in common than like the average people do. So like the fact that we could put that aside is great. I totally agree with that. I love everything you're doing. You got your doc coming out right now and it's about the kind of change you've made in your life. And your frequency has changed. What What's next for Owen Benjamin? Um, like today? Just or just like in general? Just That's the thing about my life, man. It's so weird. Like my life is the same every day. I wake up. I, I feed the cows, the goats. I milk them. Got to keep them in milk. You miss one day. They start drying out. I play with my kids. We work on the garden. I, uh, I go. I do my stream every day on authorized.tv. I go up to Ursa Rio. We build these like cordwood cabins. It's all in the dock. Uh, I hang out with some buddies at night. Me and my wife watch the sunset. Last night we watched the stars. Um, had a nice campfire. You know, neighbors come by. It's like, it's a much more, you know, I, I, I think the past is the future where I think that the more we get back to what we know, like what is actually real, the better. And, and I'm, 
actually doing it despite the fact sometimes just because of my 16 years in LA and all that shit, I'm a little bit like PETA from the fucking Hunger Games where <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> <sighs> you know, like I definitely have a little trauma from living, um, you know, that, that life for a long time and just all the shit that we are dealing with in life. But, you know, I think the the healing nature of, um, of the earth and just like actual friends and doing good shit and eating all the food that you grow yourself. I mean, that's why I'm not worried about, whatever they're spraying in the air or food or any of that. Like my kids are like ripped, you know, cause they have like raw milk, organic food. We grow with love, well water. And uh, my first two were vaccinated and I felt really guilty about that when I learned more about what's in a vaccine. And so I, I dedicated so much of my life to getting them the best food they could to, to heal if it did cause any damages. And so then my third son, uh, wasn't vaccinated, but all my kids are super healthy. That's why I know that there's never like uh, there's never no road back and there's never a way to not heal for whether or not you're, you know, an exiled comic in a fucking barn in Idaho or, you know, whatever your life is, it's like, there's a way back. Hey, Hey, Owen, um, you, you've mentioned a few times without getting into details that you think, uh, uh it sounds like an economic and maybe a, a societal collapse is coming. Uh, and you're someone who's made a drastic life change. What would you suggest to people listening that that maybe have that same fear and want to prepare for it? Uh, you know, maybe some practical steps. I was going to ask them the same thing. What, what's your stance on crypto while you're there? My stance Sorry, on that has changed a little, although I am dubious about it because I, but uh, technology by itself can't just be evil. So blockchain has to have a good application. And if people can do that, uh, outside of what I believe to be a, a trap, Bitcoin, like some of these things I think is a trap, but if blockchain can be used to decentralize currency, I think that's awesome. But what I would suggest to people is to try and get out of debt. And I know that's easier said than done, but downsizing is fun. You know, my three kids and me and my wife all sleep in what used to be a washroom. So, and I've never slept better because we all sleep at the same time. And so I used to be up all night and now I'm not at all. So don't, don't feel shame at all or weird downsizing, like living in a trailer or whatever. Like back when America was great again, you know, my great grandparents lived, you know, they had an outhouse and one room had like eight kids. So that isn't a bad thing. So uh, getting out of debt, cause again, I don't know if it's going to be next week or in 10 years. I don't know that, but I do know it. It's an inevitable, it's an inevitability. So uh, the best thing to do is just get out of debt and, and make uh, friends with your neighbors because teams can get shit done. You can, if you know people that have skills, you'll, you'll be fine no matter what happens. Um, and I also recommend, what else should I recommend? Well, the way I saw the way, when they were deplatforming me and all that, I saw how everything works. I know that sounds like a bold statement, but it's true. The government's never given me any problems at all. It's all based on fear and leverage points. So a leverage point is like, you're not allowed on PayPal anymore. I'm like, okay, well, I got my PO box. And so that worked for me fine. It's actually been a blessing. I have like giant barrels filled with letters and old coins and fucking cool shit. So anyway, so it's like privileges, debt, and fear. If you're in debt, you have to get insurance. If you have insurance, they can make your, they can change your behavior. That's America's social credit score. It's been here since 1913. So it's like, 
Uh, leverage points are like, you're not allowed in the grocery store. I was saying this years ago. No one believed me. Now you're just starting to see uh, vaccine passports for grocery stores. That could heal or it could get way worse. I'm almost positive it's going to get way worse. So if people say you can't get into the grocery store, you have to figure out a way to get food. And that, and that doesn't mean you have to be a homesteader. You can live in a city. Start right now. Start making connections with local farmers and local homesteaders. You'd be surprised how much food there is in this world. So it's like, even in LA, like there's tons of like little farms outside of LA that, that you can get anything you need from. And so if you develop a relationship, you get uh, direct. It's actually not, it's cheaper than whole foods too. It's not even expensive. Like one chicken gives you an egg every day. I have 120 chickens. Like that's 10 dozen eggs every day. And that, and they feed off uh food scraps and like cheap feed and they just roam around my fields. It's like the abundance out there is nuts. The way that an economic collapse will really fuck you is if they make you feel like you have no options and that's how you get into a camp. And then once you're in a camp, you're not just immediately going to be killed. It's just your economic value is your organs, which is a problem or your labor. So um, that's what the camps will never be forced It'll always be voluntary. So try to keep yourself away from a position when being provided for in a camp sounds like a good idea. So that's my advice. Uh, you Abundance. said all those eggs. You said all those eggs. Is that what you kind of barter? You mentioned bartering. You just kind of trade like milk for your guy that's got that goes hunting for deer. Just you figure yeah, it out. Totally. Yeah, totally. All that shit. And then also like, we just give them to people. Just, you know, because people are just, you know, people are cool, man. When you get out of the global economic, global spell shit, like people in a normal environment are like, yo, you want some eggs? Fucking grab some. It's like, oh, I'm making this. It's like, great. And we have three growing kids and I'm like a, a biblical giant. So <laughs> we consume a lot of food too. Like my wife's huh. always cooking, you know, we make our own butter. We make our own yogurt. We make our own cheese. We make from our own cow. You know, we, we, uh. It's it's epic how uh, how fun it is, and that wouldn't have happened if people hadn't been so offended by one little word. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's been a pleasure. I'm glad we did that. Uh, I hope people enjoyed this episode. I hope it was what you were looking for, everybody, because I had a great time. And, you know, it's a consistent conversation. We'll keep having these. I'm totally down with it. Uh, oh, where where can they find you? You can go to owenbenjamin.com. It has all my links. I live stream every day at my own site with our own servers and our own technology called unauthorized.tv. But I also mirror it on BitChute, VK, Telegram. We always have YouTube backups. Uh, anywhere that, you know, Odyssey, Rumble, all of it. And then unbearablesmedia.com where all the funny bears that do cartoons and all this other shit and music and everything, I highlight all of them. Cause it is a team sport, man. It's all about community. And, uh, you can also find me at, um, Bertaria times, the app it's where people can meet each other and, and have bear meetups and everybody hang. And it, you know, like, like in Southern California triple, you should go to this. It's like, we have, um, bears there that have started their own farmer's market. And so Rebecca bear brings honey balance bear brings microgreens. People are selling all kinds of shit. And, uh, it's decentralized and I don't even have to tour anymore. Like they, they just all do it and I don't even have to go. <laughs> and so you don't tour anymore. So, do you want to tour? Do you want to tour? 
not now, but at some point, I mean, I'm definitely going to tape another special at the woods at this uh, property that we've been building. I'm going to, we're going to make an amphitheater like right next to like, I've been wanting just to do in the that art too. where there's no cell reception in the heart of Idaho. <laughs> I want to build my own fun. comedy club on a, on a property, small room. People can come. Anybody can come through, do some stand up. It's kind of like Doug Stanhope well, did. Yeah. And it's the future, dude, just your uh, audience right now, your audience right now be like, anybody got a barn, anybody got a warehouse. That's decentralization, dude. I was kicked out of all comedy clubs and all theaters four years ago. All. So I would give a theater four grand to rent it. They'd, I'd sell it out on my own site. I get kicked off PayPal. The theater won't let me go. Um, all comedy clubs, nobody let me perform because I said, I said the, the Voldemort word. And so, uh, meanwhile, they have, you know, much love to Bert Kreischer, but just this shirtless fat pervert <laughs> dumping beers on his head. <laughs> no, but, but I can't say a joke about fucking Caitlyn Jenner. It's like, okay, you know, so... I'm like, okay, so then all these guys that like my comedy are like, dude, you can perform in Portland. I'm like, no, they won't let me. Every fucking theater shut me down, even if I paid for it. And they pretended it's because I didn't have an audience, even though I could sell a thousand tickets in a fucking airport hangar, which I did. And so then I developed something called the Great Bear Trail, where everywhere in the country, people that like my comedy would, would reach out and be like, Yo, I got property. And so I could do a show in all these random places, no overhead. And then, and it was epic. And so people, it was like speakeasy comedy. It felt really fun again. And um, that's why I don't have any anxiety about all this collapse shit is because I'm like, I collapsed four years ago. Like four years ago, I had, you know, nigger 19, you know? And so like they took everything for me to do my job. And it still didn't work. And so that's the thing. And dude, black dudes that come to my show wearing bike thief shirts and shit. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious because they hate it too. A lot of these guys are like, stop treating me. Like you can't make fun of me. I'm not a fucking five-year-old. Like There's I'm a man. Nothing worse than one There's table of black worse. people and a room full of white people all getting angry when the black couples laughing. And there's everybody, dude, you go in the black rooms, they like it. It's infantilizing, though. I mean, they must hate it, right? I mean, they're being treated like like children. I, I, I can't imagine uh, I mean, remember, having any positive effect on them. Remember that tranny that was happy that you were kind of roasting them? Yeah. Yeah, which I never would. I was like, oh, she's going to get offended. No, she came up. She's like, that was hilarious. And I was kind of scared for something. I'm like, dude, he's going to get it. He's going to get it. <laughs> what? Well, totally. And the, more, and the less hate, the more they enjoy it. And we don't have hate. Like, that's the thing is the jokes aren't, if I ever seemed angry and freaked out on live streams, it was because I literally was kind of scared because like I was getting attacked like hard. And, and when they take away your whole ability to make a living and you have a baby, that's fucking freaky. But any of the comedy I was doing was never to humiliate. It was to like alleviate the stress. And I, you know, I was known in the comedy world for being very likable. I used to my agent had had me open for Julio Iglesias one day or, you know, do a black room or a white room. Or, it didn't matter because I, I never I wasn't that like hard hitter guy. I was more like everybody's having a good time. You know, you know that, Sam. I was always like men and women are different. Here's some piano. And so, <laughs> you know, and so when it started coming at me, like they're trying to gaslight me, like I'm this like fucking hateful guy. I'm like. What is going on? And that and and the irony of the Talmudic logic is 
Do you know that this is actually the Talmudic logic of the mask? You know, in the Talmud, only the wicked wear a mask. And so they try and for, not they like Jews. This is just one little group. And I think it's a different Talmud anyway. But they, so basically they say, wear a mask. And if you do it, it proves that you were evil and that you should wear a mask. It's like, it's always problem, reaction, solution. It's like you blow up a building to get the contract to build a building or like to prove, you know what I'm saying? It's like in the Talmud, you, uh, if you tie a guy up and he starves to death, you didn't kill him. He starved to death. And it's, uh, it's like loophole living and it sounds foreign, but not if you've ever done taxes. I mean, I've written off some questionable <laughs> shit. Well, you know, dude, it's, it's, yeah. and I've said this before, dude, it's just like, why did certain fucking stories get into the Bible? Why, why is supposedly the Quran that people read now not the original Quran? Why did they write the Talmud when they had the Torah? Because something came in there and did a fucking swap out. And that's, yeah, yeah, totally. that's what I'm talking about. That yeah, is what I'm talking about. The masters of mankind. There's levels to this shit that you guys aren't looking at because it's really easy to blame another fucking group than to go, it's like all the time. It's like you see it happen all the fucking time. It's like Asian hate, right? When these Asian hate videos were coming out and they were all black that. people punching people, right? And they were still blaming <laughs> on white people because it's easier to do that. When I lost all respect for anybody in that movement when they wouldn't call out the fact that black people are clocking Asian grandmas. You're like, why aren't you doing I it? All of that. That's the best thing about being kicked off everything. I didn't even know about Asian hate. Oh, you missed it. It was just this thing that ran for about two months. Yeah, two like, weeks. Okay, two dude. weeks. Yeah, that, that, that's what happens when things aren't real. Yeah. You, you, if you don't and have you social have media, you don't hear about it. You have opportunists going, oh, my God, I'm Asian. Stand with me. It's like, you. I've known you for decades. You've been famous forever. Stop acting like you're oppressed. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. And, dude, when I was on Sullivan and Son, it was a Korean sitcom with Steve Byrne. No one is more racist than fucking Koreans. It's like Chinese, maybe. Go, what's that? I mean, maybe they're, the they're Chinese. Oh, the Chinese. Dude, all of them are like, and I'm, I'm fine with that. I think it's funny that they call Steve Byrne like round eye and shit because he's half white. <laughs> I think it's fucking great. I laugh my ass off. And, dude, like, if people want to better understand Zionism, the Vatican was the original Zionism. All all that shit is, is is making a spiritual movement political. So Christianity's crushing, and then the Vatican is like, we're now a, a state with like an army. And that's basically what Israel did with uh Judah. It's actually parallels very much uh the same you thing. Ever get have Kazarians, a dude. I'm totally think when you take when you take a look at these vaccination numbers in Israel, where the, the Israeli government got the Israelis all to fucking do this fucking toxic ass shot, and then you take a look at why Israel never fucking uh, recognizes the Armenian genocide because Kazarians, when you go far enough back, are Turks, bro. And if you take a look at all that, I mean, like you know, it's very interesting. If you take a look at the Vatican, you know, I'm, I'm getting into Taria, dude. How do we know that the Vatican isn't just straight up Tataria? Oh, like oh the building? definitely is. They didn't build that shit. That thing is old. That thing is way old. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking shady, dude. But, Owen, it was great talking to you, man. I had a great yeah, conversation. You know, we agree on a lot of shit. Uh, you know, 
And uh, I think it's important to have people on, whether you agree with everything or don't agree with everything. I think the conversations are important to have, and I don't run from them. I love. I would love to have anybody on, whether I agree with them or not, have because I think the 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 fucking echo chamber of bullshit that Hollywood has created it's done a lot of damage where can we find agreements on and that's why I'm really glad we didn't fucking waste too much time on the past bullshit and we kind of talked about all. I hold no grudge man and honestly outside Except of LA, Rogan and Burr. outside of that you're fucking great you know what I'm saying <laughs> only kidding yeah and every time you st- you an Armenian keeps calling himself white it gives me a big chuckle <laughs> <laughs> hey dude Paul Mooney let me know real quick that I wasn't white. He's like, oh, homie, you ain't white. You's on me. Yeah, man, dude, you gotta get out of LA. If you ever want to visit Idaho, I mean, we'll have you, dude. You'll love it up here. Right, it's like, it. LA is is like so mental. I still have friends down there, and the stories they're telling me, it's like, the rest of the country isn't that fucked up. It's yeah, like, I totally yeah. agree with you, dude. Even New York City, which is like somewhat on parallel of LA, they've all moved on from most of this bullshit. And I was talking to people, you know, in my sobriety groups, they're like, I'm afraid to go. I'm like, get out of L.A. and you'll see everybody's living their lives. That's what they're yeah. Owen Benjamin, thanks for coming on. I appreciate Thank it. You Thank you, Xavier. Thank you. Uh, and he already left. And <laughs> we were going to hang out. Uh, I lo- I, that was a fun conversation, huh? Yeah, that was, that great. was good. That went well. Guys, the big 500 is uh, upon us. We only have two weeks. Grab your tickets now. Hope to see you there. And... Uh, I hope to see you guys. Yeah, I guess that's my next big show is the Big 500. Miami is now live. Boise and Salt Lake are up there. Come get weird with me. I love you all very much. Love you too. Thank you guys for joining us. We go deep, homeboy. open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.